1: Blog Talk Radio.
0: So much media, so little time. Who keeps track of it all? That would be me. This is Bob Andelman, and this is a Mr. Media interview, broadcast and recorded live on blogtalkradio.com from the new media and baseball capital of the world, St. Petersburg, Florida. Who knew this was going to be such an interesting week for cartooning and comic strip news? Not me, and certainly not when I invited Alan Gardner to be my guest today. We actually plan these things ahead, believe it or not. Alan is the editor of the wildly popular website, DailyCartoonist.com, which is solely dedicated to news of daily comic strips and cartoons. If you're a cartoonist, a writer or artist, an editor, a fan, or someone in the business, there are three sites you must check daily. Alan Gardner's DailyCartoonist.com, David Astor at EditorAndPublisher.com, and Tom Spurgeon's ComicReporter.com. So what's going on, you ask? Well, we have Lynn Johnson trying to explain how repeating 30 years of continuity in For Better or For Worse this week is not actually reprinting. We also have several high-profile political cartoonists at daily newspapers, such as Don Wright and Jim Borgman, who was a guest on Mr. Media just last week, taking buyouts. And there are these rumors that keep circulating that Berkeley Breathed may be wrapping up the disappointing Sunday-only adventures of everybody's favorite penguin, Opus. So, with that to start us, Alan, welcome to Mr. Media.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: Appreciate you being here. Um, so, Alan, a cartoonist, a newspaper editor, and a web reporter walk into a bar. <laughs> Okay, I thought maybe there was a punchline. I, I only had the opening. I thought maybe you'd know the punchline.
1: <laughs> they both wildly get drunk. <laughs> if you've ever been to a cartooning convention, uh, the booze flows freely.
0: Oh, I'm, I'm that's just terrible to hear. I can't believe that's the case. Surely you exaggerate. No. No. <laughs> well, let's let's jump right in because uh, I know on, on your own uh, site – you indicated we were going to uh, talk about uh, For Better or For Worse. So sure. let's talk about For Better or For Worse. Can you explain uh, what's going on there?
1: Uh, yeah, in a nutshell, uh, Lynn Johnston is getting to that point where she had anticipated retiring uh, and ending the strip completely. Uh, and then in her own personal life, she's uh, her husband uh, left and, and went after uh, someone else. And she kind of dealt a personal blow, and she decided, you know what, I'm not ready to hang it up. I've, I'm not, nothing's going as I had originally planned, so I'm going to keep the strip. So last year, in 2006, they announced that they were going to do kind of a hybrid, uh, which meant that they, she would continue her storyline, uh, but then they would run flashbacks of old material, uh, but they ran into a problem that uh, readers didn't understand the flashbacks because the drawing style was so wildly different than what she's got now that many people thought that uh, someone else had taken over the strip. In fact, I was getting emails from editors and readers alike asking what was going on, and I think the hybrid model was a little bit confusing. So this year, uh, again, she, she wants to reduce her workload. Uh, she's announced what they... What She's calling a new run, which is, again, mingling of new and old material. But she's gone back, and she's drawing the new stuff in her old drawing style so as not to confuse the readers.
0: So we've gone from uh, the way she did it, I don't know if it's been six months or a year, but the way she was doing it up until Sunday for Mm -hmm. some period of time was – Uh, you had an ongoing modern storyline, but there were flashbacks, but you never knew week to week if you were going to get a flashback or something current, and it was confusing. So now she's going to go back and just start the strip over from the beginning. Right. Why is she redrawing the strip?
1: It was basically for the continuity of the drawing style. So she'll go back and she'll rework some of the punchlines or uh she'll go back and rework some of the drawings uh now that she's got 30 years of of this experience in cartooning she can go back to those earlier strips and say you know that was that was good but I, with my experience now I can make it better so it's in a way to uh kind of keep the continuity of the drawing uh and still allow her to have fresh material uh to sell to the newspapers
0: alan i'm curious about this do you, do you think that she was more motivated by her preserving her legacy as a, uh, a cartoonist or uh, preserving her uh, financial legacy, her, her estate?
1: That's a good question. A little bit of both, maybe. Um, certainly, she, her legacy is, is set. Uh, there's nothing that anyone could do or that she could do that would uh, erase or diminish the legacy uh she's a fantastic storyteller and an incredible artist and for better or for worse deserves all the accolades that it gets mm-hmm. um certainly she's looking at you know what she's what is she going to spend her time doing now um and she wanted to keep doing what she wanted to do mm-hmm. uh and i'm sure you know if if you've got 2000 newspapers is what the syndicate uh says that she has um there's no reason to, to do anything that would drop that. And I'm sure mm. the, the syndicate has, has got a stake in this as well. They definitely don't want to lose those slots to uh, competitors. As tight as the market is, they're definitely not going to do anything that would uh, allow another strip to take that place. So I think there's a couple forces at work there.
0: I think uh, I had uh, Mort Walker on. And I tried to find the uh, audio clip, but... Uh, it was just a lot to go through today, but um, I think it was Mort Walker who was on with me earlier this year. Who was? It was the first that I had heard uh, of of Lynn's uh, uh, marital uh, situation, and and he suggested that that she really wanted to quit the strip, but because of the divorce, <clears throat> um, financially it, it didn't it it wasn't really the right time. So when I when I when I thought about what she's done now. Um, I thought, well, you know, you've got a going concern. Like you say, you've got 2,000 newspapers. Um, that's, a, that's a lot of income, both for the syndicate and for herself. And whatever she had to give up, it, you know, whatever that might be in, in a divorce settlement, uh, she can certainly probably make back by just keeping the strip alive. But the part I don't get is the is the is her explanation. And I, I watched the videos uh, of her being interviewed, and I think you can see them on YouTube and other places. Um... Uh, I don't understand the point of redrawing the strips. I mean, they have their uh, we we've got all the we've got a lot of the collections. I don't want to say have all of them. There's a lot of them. We have a lot of the collections and and I mean, the, part of the charm of the early strips is that that's the way it was drawn.
1: Yeah, yeah. And really I think she's trying to find a way to, to uh and I don't know if the motivate well she she definitely uh <clears throat> Whether she feels, you know, the the syndicate is putting pressure on her, or she just, in her competitive nature, wants to keep as many newspapers as she can, she's got to offer something new. (laughs) I mean, that's why they call it new runs instead of reruns. She (laughs) has new material in it, and I think that is to bolster the claim that you can't drop the, you know, to the editors. Don't you dare drop the strip. This is new material. I don't know if that answers your question. I, 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 do I mean he well, to stay active in it, but uh, but yeah, find a way to kind of ease the burden of trying to crank out 365 cartoons a week or a year.
0: Well, I, here's a good question that's coming. We have the live web chat uh, that accompanies the uh, live interviews, um, and uh, mylifeinacube.com. There's your free plug, okay? Mylifeinacube.com asks, why not just do a new strip, like a different strip altogether? Um, with her name and the value of her 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 uh, her history, couldn't she just start a new strip?
1: She possibly could, but even with uh, making a transition into new runs, she had you know some drops. And I suspect if she started completely new, uh, even with the name recognition, she would definitely pick up many many you know hundreds of papers, but never would she get to the same level she has. So why would you give up the uh, 2,000 newspapers to start something fresh? Hmm. Do you, do you but, think that uh, – go I'm, ahead. I'm sorry to cut you off, but you got to also think uh, she's got the 2,000 newspapers. She's got a way to do 365 jokes a year but not really have to uh, do 365. You know what I mean? She can mix right. the new material with the, And so she doesn't have to be at this full-paced 365 uh, jokes a year that she would if she started all over again.
0: Well, I'm guessing too that she can uh, that if she starts strong out of the box and, and that there's interest in the mm-hmm. as you call them new runs or as NBC used to call them it's new to you reruns. Um, <laughs> exactly. Uh, if she str- if it starts out strong out of the box and she she cuts off uh, a lot of uh, newspapers dropping the strip. Then, you know, a year or two or three out, if if it's going along smoothly, and I, I don't know, I've looked at the strip this week, I can't tell if there's anything new or not. Um, you know, I, I imagine she could just, you know, ease off on doing that and just let the strip run. I mean, nobody's uh, updating uh, Peanuts, and it seems to be running pretty well. Foxtrot's, right, right. Not, Foxtrot, Foxtrot's not being uh, updated, and uh, I, I just realized, I, I I guess I'm not paying enough attention, but I just realized on Sunday... That, that my local paper, the St. Pete Times, is, is still running Foxtrot on Sunday, although not daily, and they haven't added all the new strips that they've added in, in, in the last year or so are, are still not in the Sunday in the Sunday papers. so I mean, there seems to be, you know, some value there, uh, I guess, to the uh, the creators.
1: Well, I, I think you know, when we're talking about, you know, her long-term goals, she did say, and I don't remember the source, the interview, uh, that she has one year's Worth of where well, the first year of this new new run model will be 50-50, old stuff, new stuff. Mm-hmm. She has a perfect segue if she ever wants to walk away to just let it go and go into reruns. Right. So you start the first year on new runs, all the newspapers keep, and they, they really don't know, you know, they're not looking back at the strips 30 years ago, so they don't know whether they're getting newer or old. She could slip... Uh, Put down to from fifty percent to thirty to twenty to ten to five, no one's going to know, mm-hmm. and uh, you know was that her uh, complete objective uh, her final plan I don't know, but it certainly would make it very easy to transition to a rerun uh, like peanuts mm-hmm. a whole lot of papers
0: um, Rich d in the uh, web chat wonders why she didn't just do new strips on Sundays
1: It's a good question. Um, I think some of the new material that she's planning on doing does run on Sundays. Uh, yeah, she definitely could have done what uh, Bill Amend did with Foxtrot, just drop the daily, keep the Sunday. Um, that would have kept her in there. She'd only have to do, what, 56 a year? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that was the pressure she got from the syndicate mm-hmm. to keep the, uh, the daily slot there. Universal <laughs> is, uh, she's got a really good relationship with, with Universal. And I know that on, on our blog, uh, Universal has kind of cut some, uh, you know, people have been taking shots at Universal that perhaps they have been uh, heavy-handed and saying, you know, Lynn, you've got to stay in it for us. Um, I think it's a testament to that relationship and how well Universal treats their cartoonists mm. that, uh, that she's doing this. And in her final, uh, was it the final strip on Sunday? It was a Saturday. Um, she personally thanked the the syndicate. Uh, so I don't know what the whole role or pressure the syndicate has, but I think it's a good relationship for both of them.
0: Mm. It, it was it was uh, it was interesting the way she went out. I I, I thought it was a little uh, flat footed, lead footed. I, I don't know. It's uh, fairly <laughs> predictable. It didn't, you know. It, I don't know. It 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 did it did not end. Um, with the panache that I thought the strip has had. And then I've got I to gotta ask you, what you, this is a crazy question, but as you, as you look at it, and she's going back 30 years, do you think uh, for all the controversy that it started up, do you think uh, Lawrence, for example, will still be gay when the strip reruns, or do you think he'll settle down with a nice girl and we'll never see that storyline again?
1: That crazy question. No, I think she'll be true. <laughs> uh, Lawrence will still be gay. I, you know, it's, I think the strip is, is uh, well, she's often considered it autobiographical or, or you know that it's based on people she knows her own life and so forth uh and so when when she comes and talks about uh homosexuality that that's her own views of it and i don't think that that she would ever change uh lawrence in a rerun or new run mm. um, I, I asked
0: i asked that kind of kiddingly i, I didn't really yeah. expect she to do that but um you know your comments about the syndicate are interesting because i believe she actually left uh universal for a time mm-hmm. and then came back and of course uh, ended her run uh, of the news strips with universal um right. Boy, they're just typing uh, fast and furious here in the uh, uh in the web chat let me see if i can get some of these questions in um range points out that you know we've seen this enough in so many other places especially sports that um we should all know by now that some people don't feel the need to quit while they're ahead and that some that not everyone wants to pill a a Bill Watterson um, what do you think is going to happen uh, when the day comes that Derek uh, Trudeau says you know this time around a sabbatical is not enough I just want to pull the plug on the strip do we go back on, on, on Doonesbury I mean are we setting uh, a new example here that you know all these big popular strips will go back and start from the beginning
1: you know Lynn has in this respect previously what would happen you could end the strip, you could hand it off to a ghostwriter and artist, and and basically it'd become a legacy strip, or you just rerun it. She came out with basically a new model, the hybrid, that didn't work so well. So now it's the new run model. So she's introduced a fourth model that could, you know, the cartoonists can can work with. Mm-hmm. In this case, say like Dunsbury, you really can't rerun it because it's so political. It's some of those strips would just be. Uh, you know, who, talking about Jimmy Carter, who's going to, who's going to get the joke. Um, <laughs> Good point. Kathy, Kathy, I mean, we're, we're talking about, there's only about 14 strips that are above the 1000 client list level. And uh, most of them could easily go into the legacy mode. They're owned by the syndicate and the syndicate's just going to hire a ghost team or a family member is taking over. So really, when you get down into that level, you've got Zip, Baby Blues, Kathy Garfield, Dilbert, and for better for worse. So I just named off six. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Garfield, Jim Davis has taken that in the Disney route. He's got a team. He's got a company behind that one. Uh, Dilbert or Scott Adams has said he's not going to retire. Anyway, when you get all down to it, <clears throat> there's only a few that are in a situation like what could we do you could probably rerun zips or baby blues kathy could be a good candidate for a new run um you know who's to say what they'll do i mean this now we have a new fourth option we'll just i think she's blazing a trail and we'll see uh how popular or how successful it is
0: well certainly the family oriented strips like uh, uh you know i had uh uh, Jerry Scott, Jim Borgman, and uh, mm-hmm. Rick Kirkman on last week. That between the three of them, they produced Zits and uh, Baby Blues. I can, I, I mean, you can look at these and you can see, okay, uh, Zits, Baby Blues, uh, Jump Start. I think uh, might be another one. It's not, it's not as, it's not. I don't think it's over a thousand, but it, it, you know, it's been around a while. These family-oriented strips could run for generation after generation and start over again yeah. because the humor still fits. I think. I think the yeah. guys were saying uh, last week that with Zitz, they were astonished to see the response in, uh, in China. Or, 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 mm-hmm. or I think uh, one of the guys said something about uh, a guy in his 80s said, it just reminds me of myself. And it's like, what?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely the family-based stuff is more timeless, whereas Doonesbury is, is, uh, has a shelf life to it. Uh, Dilbert uh, probably is a little bit more timeless. I don't think Company culture changes that often. Mm. Uh, I think the the women insecurities that the Kathy uh, deals with are probably universal and timeless. Mm. So yeah, there, there's uh, some of those big ones. They they definitely are candidates for new runs or hybrids, whatever you want to call them.
0: Well, let's uh, let's take a, just a brief pause. Let me give out our phone number. Um, I know we've got a lot of activity in the web chat. I'm delighted to see that. And if you've got a question for Alan Gardner, editor and creator of DailyCartoonist.com, give us a call: six four six five nine five three one three five. And if you want to play the home game, go to his website: Daily D A I L Y Cartoonist. You can spell that. dot com, and you can read up on the latest uh, news in um, in the comic strips. Um, Let's change gears a little bit. And if anyone wants to call in about uh, For Better or Worse, we'll, we'll be happy to have it. But I'm also curious about something. Uh, there have been some rumors uh, peeping out about Opus. Uh, what have you heard? Is, uh, is, is Berkeley Breslin going to pull the plug?
1: Um, the official answer is we, Well, I talked to uh, Amy Lago at Washington Post Writers Group Monday, Tuesday, yesterday, uh, because you know, I started getting emails from people based on his last Sunday strip. he started using words like finality and uh closure conclusion something like that um and so i asked amy i said what's going on and the official answer is they haven't heard anything from berkeley um you know if if he's planning on it and he's you know he's doing sunday only and i think they have a a six or an eight week lead time Mm. uh, that they have to be producing so definitely nothing's going to happen this fall uh just observing berkeley over the years uh, for the blog. He does a lot of things for attention, uh, a lot of things um, just to kind of get a buzz going about something. Uh, he said in interviews that he was going to kill off Opus. Uh, it generated some buzz, uh, but, you know, he later said, yeah, I've got no plans to do that. So I think this is kind of possibly just a stunt, publicity stunt.
0: I think the best stunt that, that uh, Breath could pull would be to announce that he's going to add a daily strip to it, so there's mm-hmm. something to follow. Uh, I think the biggest mistake personally uh, is that, you know when he brought it back, he brought it back as a Sunday. It's very hard to uh, latch on if you were a new reader, I think it's very hard to latch on to something like that that mm-hmm. has so much attitude uh, once a week. And you know, when he came back. It was with the provision that the newspapers all had to run it a certain size, and it was good then because you could actually see all the the detail that's that's drawn in, and it's a very right. it's a very well drawn detailed strip. But uh, uh, you know, of late, the last couple of years, I, I, th- I gather he had to give in, and newspapers are running it smaller, and it's almost impossible to read.
1: Yeah, yeah, that that's been an issue with every strip since uh, you know the dawn of time.
0: Um, so we don't know if We there's no sure thing we don't know that it's going away which is good but like I said if he's going to keep doing it I'd love to see him add it at it daily I'm sure that would get a great pickup
1: yeah that would be uh, you know he hasn't done a daily since uh, Bloom County uh, what did he end that in 90 I want to say 91 uh, that genius stuff he was, he was a very good writer Zany. oh yeah uh, it would be interesting um, I don't know what he fills the rest of his day with. Uh, you know, he does books, uh, illustrates books, he's children he's got into that market. Uh so maybe that's what's preoccupying the time that would inhibit him from doing a daily.
0: Maybe he and uh Watterson are uh, having a daily lunch together and you know. <laughs> Or or yeah, here, uh I should I wanna point out uh first of all I'll tell you that uh uh, Rich D. Has, has said good breaking news on the Daily DailyCartoonist.com. So uh, if I suspect anyone listening to us or on the web chat probably already knows the site, but just in case you don't, DailyCartoonist.com. And then Rich also suggests, uh, why don't they just go back to Bloom County Classic and start that strip over again. So, uh, you know, hmm. not a bad idea. Not um, a bad
1: idea, but once again, I think some of the strip is uh, lost its shelf. Uh, you know, it kind of expired. It, it talked about Reagan, and, you know, it's it's a bit dated. <laughs> but
0: You could just replace – see, again, he could make his trip new. Reagan could become Bush. There you go. You know, he could put Sarah Palin in the closet.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: Uh. <laughs> there is a way to
1: do this. But he'd have to adopt <laughs> his old drawing style. True, true.
0: Yeah. Um, let, keeping it current and topical uh, and by request from the web chat – Uh, Let's talk about uh, uh, Jim Boardman's announcement today. Jim is the uh, political cartoonist for the Cincinnati Enquirer and the uh, artist on uh, Zitz. And it's been officially announced, and there's actually a number of stories uh, that I saw on Google News uh, confirming that uh, he has asked for and received severance from the Enquirer and will not be doing his uh, political strip anymore, political cartoons. What do you make of that?
1: I was blown away. Um, it, you know, it's been weighing on my mind all day. It's, it's you know, Jim Boardman's one of those cartoonists that uh, his community loves him. He's he's well respected, well liked, well connected within his community. Um, very strong relationship with his newspaper. Um, he's, his job in this in this market, where you know editorial cartoonists are fearing for their jobs his job was probably the most secure out of anybody hmm. in fact you know, I did call I, I talked to him this morning uh, you know and he said I didn't have any pressure uh, nobody was saying hey your jobs gonna get cut he just for the last 12 years he's been doing his I think five editorial cartoons uh, maybe five or six a day for the paper and then into the late night he's doing on
0: hmm.
1: uh, weekends and you know that's for 12 years that's a grind and he just looked at the market and said, "Look, you know, newspapers are in trouble. Um, Gannett is uh, the, the the newspapers chain is, is going gonna, to uh, reduce their workforce by six percent. I'm going to take it out." And so that's what he did. Uh, he's going to reduce his workload to just work on ZITS, and uh, he announced that they're going to do a, a weekly feature um, starting in January for the for the Enquirer.
0: Mm. And this is on top of uh, – was, t- was today Don Wright's last day at the Palm Beach Post?
1: He was at the end of August. Um, oh, last week. Okay. I think he, I think he may have wrapped up uh, a couple weeks ago. But, you know, he was another – I mean, he's a legendary guy. He's in his – I believe he's in his 70s. Um, hmm. So it, it's not that big of a leap to uh, say, you know, he's well within his in the retirement age. He doesn't have to have a job. You know. He doesn't, I don't know if he's got a mortgage, but you know, he, he was just it's, – it's way different than Jim Borgman, who is still, I think, in his 50s. I mean, he, he's young. He's got many years of, of cartooning left him and as far as editorial cartooning, and he wasn't pressured out, but he just looked at the, the future and said, you know what, I've done it. I'm going to move on.
0: I, I'm only sorry that he didn't announce it when he was on the show last week. Jim? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's up with that, yeah, Jim? Like, Come on now.
1: Yeah. I didn't get an email, uh, you know, announcing it before everyone else knew. <laughs> but,
0: um, <laughs> oh, uh, mylifeinacube.com asks if there are any plans to replace either Don or Jim at their papers.
1: Uh, doubtful. Um, I, I'm sure – you know, I don't – yeah, it's doubtful. Based on the market right now, if any paper picks up a cartoonist, uh, I'd just be surprised mm-hmm. the way newspapers are trying to uh, reduce their, especially the chain, the, the newspaper chains uh, that are beholding the stock uh, to the stock market. Uh, stocks are dropping. They've got to reduce costs. The staff cartoonist is, is a luxury. Uh, I, I don't know if we'll ever pick up full timers anymore.
0: Well, uh, this is a good time to mention that uh, in the next uh, couple of weeks uh, uh, one of my guests will be uh, Clay Bennett, the uh, Pulitzer oh, Prize-winning uh, editorial cartoonist who is, uh, let's say he's been with the St. Pete Times, Christian Science Monitor, and I believe is now in Nashville.
1: Right, the Chattanooga three uh, times?
0: I think that's it, yeah. So yeah. Uh, keep an eye on the site. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get that date up uh, as soon as we know for sure. Um, so, uh, Alan, you um, you kind of started your career as a cartoonist, is that right?
1: I did. That was uh, that was my boyhood dream, uh, and I got into college as a staff cartoonist on the newspapers uh, in, in all the colleges that I attended. And in my last, at Utah State University. Uh, listen,
0: to, l- folks! Listen to what he said. In all the colleges I attended, I just want to point out that. <laughs> just how
1: two many colleges
0: them. are we talking about, Alan?
1: Just two. Uh, started oh, okay. out at a pri- private college and then went to a state college. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, just just two. Uh, so uh, yeah, and then in my my junior and senior year at the uh, the state college, uh, I took my portfolio into the daily paper there and and uh, and secured kind of a freelance working on lo- local issues, uh, and they eventually brought me in on in the paper, um, hired me full time, uh, to do cartoons and uh, manage their website. Uh, so that's kind of how I started. I always kind of anticipated uh, making a career out of comics. Uh, my wife and I were blessed with uh, a set of triplets in 1999, and at the time uh, I was still working for that small uh, local paper, and I was just like, "Okay, how do I afford three kids at one time? I've got to go get a, I got to go get a job." Uh, so I kind of left cartooning and went into uh, web design and development and uh, that's kind of where I've spent most of my time since.
0: Uh, do you draw at all now?
1: Occasionally. In fact, today uh, we are developing for the company that I, I work for a children's website, so I'm, I'm doing uh, some drawings for that. But uh, I haven't been published in a newspaper, oh boy, this is almost kind of depressing to me, in almost a decade since 1999. Oh. Yeah.
0: Well, as as the editor of dailycartoonist.com, I would think uh <laughs> you could probably talk your boss into uh uh publishing, you know, some some comics if you wanted to do it.
1: At least weekly. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to I'll have to bring that up next time. <laughs>
0: uh now it does you think that would be a lot of pressure now going from the guy who who edits the website about comic strips to actually putting your own up there, you know, it'd be kind of you know, go from, uh, you know, being kind of, you know, constructive and critical about the industry to, okay, here's my work.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, now that I have a, comp- now I'm going to have a complex if I do try it. Thanks. Uh, uh, <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I, uh, no, I think one of the, the best things about uh, having this blog for, for the, uh, what, two and a half years, coming up on three years, is I've become acquainted with, a great deal and a great number of of great cartoonists and uh and have, have kind of fostered relationships and friendships with with them i if i came up with a strip i i definitely feel like i could approach some of these big guys and say hey take a look at this you know give me some feedback and i, and mm-hmm. I guarantee each of them would so no i don't feel that they would be highly critical and, and uh you know, be mean to any my anything that I produce. In fact, I think that'd be very encouraging.
0: Or right, then you have the response that Rich D suggests here in the web chat. He says it'd it'd be like Roger Ebert doing a movie.
1: <laughs> well, you know, I if you read the site, I'm not that critical. I just report the news and I try to do it in an unbiased manner, which I think is lends to some of the credibility and uh, uh, you know a, of the site. Is right. I don't very. I do do reviews that when new strips come out, um, and those are pretty much the only time where I really say, you know, hey, this is what I really liked about it and this is what I really didn't. Uh, Hmm. But other than that, I usually try to go straight down the line, be as objective and unbiased as I can.
0: Well, speaking of new strips, uh, I wanted to ask you about that. what you know? What strips do you see as having uh, some traction these days? And who, you know, for uh, apparently there haven't been too many uh, newspapers that, that dropped uh, for better or for worse. I guess the Washington mm-hmm. Post was the was the big one. Um, are, are there other are there many strips uh, that are gaining from the, that decision? And uh, you know, are there, are there other strips that are gaining traction just in general right now?
1: Um, you know, I, I posted yesterday. Uh, my best guess, and it's a guess at this point, um, I don't think so much that any one particular strip gained the most. It wasn't like, you know, when Foxtrot retired the Daily uh, the, the daily Fo- Foxtrot, mm-hmm. um, there were some big winners. Pooch Cafe, Leo, uh, Pearls of Swine. Force uh, Wine. I'm sure I'm missing a couple of them in there, but
0: there were some clear
1: winners. On this round, there wasn't enough papers that dropped uh, for better or for worse, to really have an uh, outstanding winner. Uh, the only thing I could really see was the genre of the family based strips were the winners. Uh, mm-hmm. Yamaha Diaries picked up at least one, uh, was it the Plain Dealer in Ohio? Um, uh, Between Friends was another one. Um, I'd have to go back to the site. But I, I think the family genre was the winner, not so much a particular strip on this one. Uh coming out of the gates, I think this month, uh Universal is going to uh uh launch What the Duck or they've uh, renamed it W T Duck. about a duck mm-hmm. photographer. Uh I think that's gonna do well. It's well written. Um I'm trying to think who else uh is is on the upswing. Um I always liked uh, Richard Thompson's cul-de-sac. I think it's been gaining for quite a while. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's a good family strip, um, well-written, well-drawn. I think those are... Oh, and the... uh, Oh, which... I better not start. I can't remember what it's called. Argyle Sweater. There you go. Uh, That came out on the screen. It's done really well.
0: What what was the name of that one?
1: Argyle Sweater. Oh, okay. I may have his last name wrong, uh, but it's done really well. It's a panel which uh, has a harder time selling, uh, but it's done it's done well.
0: We had uh, the not we, but the Saint Petersburg Times uh, w- for several months was uh, auditioning new strips in their uh, back in their classified their rejiggered classified section. And it was kind of interesting to to get exposed. I I, wish all newspapers did this on a regular basis because you get exposed to stuff. And I saw a lot of things I liked uh, that I had not seen before. Um, I liked the Canderville. Um, Mm -hmm. Scary Gary was kind of funny. I I didn't really care for the drawing style so much, but I thought the gags were pretty good. Um, uh, uh, I knew it was just going to go right out of my head. They picked up mutts on a permanent basis, which I've always liked but could never find um uh cafe con leche we and we had carlos gary on the show here so people know i, I like that one um and a, a while back they had picked up pajama diaries which the first couple weeks they ran it, it it may have been an anomaly in the strip but the first couple weeks that it ran it was so text heavy and so art light that i i just thought it was just uh ludicrous to try to read but i i've actually become kind of a fan of it uh Given uh, repeated exposure to it, I think it's actually rather clever. Um, oh, I know. Uh, there's one more I was trying to think of. It was, uh, and they, they they didn't pick it up, but uh, I thought it was very clever. Uh, and I guess because I work at home, I, I appreciate it. it was uh, it's called work? Uh, I'm sorry, home and away. Oh yeah, I like that one. That was a, that was a good one. Um, that wasn't a question. That was just me rambling for a moment. Um, but T.J. Hill from the the, uh, the web chat has a question for you. Uh, would DailyCartoonist.com ever consider some space to help new artists get feedback on their strips, like a Sherpa? Uh,
1: the short answer, no. Uh, I would think it's a constant, because uh, you know, it's a, Daily Cartoonist is something I fit in early in the morning before I go to work. Uh, I'll check the feed, see if there's anything new during lunch. Uh, before I go to bed, I'm um, doing something like that uh, just sounds like a more complexity, more time and effort, uh, that I'm not sure what I get out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be so, self so self, self, self-centered there, but I also got to think about, you know, what am I going to get out of it? Um, I, I know it, it's been asked many times, you know, this is a cartooning site and it's pretty light on cartoons. Uh, <laughs> you know, and I've looked into how to get cartoons on there. Um, knowing that I don't have a budget and I really don't want to run people's stuff without them getting compensated. Um, so I've just kind of given up putting a lot of cartoons in there and I didn't want to get into a position where I was having to edit or, you know, moderate and determine, you know, what's going to go on. It just seemed like more work than, than it was worth.
0: Well, so, so tell us this, I'm sure people are wondering, cause I get asked this all the time. Uh, if, if you still have to have a regular job, and you've got triplets um why do you do it what's the compulsion
1: well i started the blog because uh, i wanted to get back into cartooning a i wanted to start blogging that was kind of a new cool new thing to do and i'm you know come from a tech industry where you know everyone was doing it um and i wanted to get back into cartooning but coming from that tech industry i knew the newspapers were in trouble i knew editorial cartooning jobs were not uh were not gaining um and I, so I wanted to know what the market was like. If I was to get back into cartooning, what would I do? Where would I go? Uh, and so the, that's what the blog began as, as me just investigating what's going on in the industry. If I jump back in, where am I going to go? Mm. Uh, so that was the initial thing. And then it just started growing, and all of a sudden these professional cartoonists, these ones uh, you know, that I, I look at their work and I'm in awe, and, and I'm, you know, they're, they're my heroes, all of a sudden they started coming and sending me emails like, hey, I love the site, and all of a sudden, it's got a following. And now I don't know <laughs> if I wanted to give it up, could I? Uh, I think there's it's it's filled a, a hole in the market that I don't think anyone really realized was there.
0: It's uh it's interesting. I mean, the the, the interest in uh in comic uh in, in cartoonists is really dramatic. I know whenever I've done an interview uh, with cartoonists. Uh, it's the traffic has been terrific. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, so many people are were interested in in you. We you know we've seen a lot of traffic because of you because you're talking about cartoonists. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm gonna I want to take a moment and for people who may be new to Mr. Media who who've come here because they they heard about this interview on the Daily Cartoonist. Let me tell you if you go to MrMedia.com, this is our home site. There are interviews with uh, uh, the creators of Baby Blues, Vits, um, uh, Cafe Con Leche uh, there's an interview here with Jules Pfeiffer with uh, Todd DiPastino who did the uh, biography of Bill Malden uh, from Willie and Joe uh, Stefan Pastis is here Mark uh, tatuli from Leo Ray Billingsley-Curtis uh, Bill Griffith, uh, Zippy the Pinhead and uh, even uh, uh, my good friend uh, Lee Salem we did an hour with Lee and there's uh, I just realized that there's no link up to the uh, Mort Walker interview and I will uh I will fix that tonight. So, you know, if if you've just discovered Mr. Media today uh, through Daily Cartoonist, I'm delighted to have you. And if you're interested in more uh, interviews with uh, cartoonists and people related to cartooning, uh, check out uh, Um, mrmedia.com. Let me give out our phone number one more time. I've been having a good time just talking to you myself, but uh, if anyone wants to get a call in, now would be the time. We're going to go about another uh, 15 minutes or so. Uh, Give us a call, 646 595-3135. Five nine five three one three five. Calls are welcome. Um, also happy to take your questions in the web chat, such as this one from Rich D. Where does Alan work? I think you've got a stalker.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm based in Utah. I live in Utah, and I work for a company called Utah Interactive. And we provide uh, web-based solutions for uh, the state, state of Utah, a private company that wo- has a contract with the state. Uh, so my responsibilities is uh, web design, informational websites, uh, but also user interaction for web applications. Mm.
0: Um, what are the most unusual strips out there right now? What are the ones that, you know, uh, maybe they haven't caught on in a big way, but you know they're they're different. There's something maybe special about them that people haven't seen these strips.
1: Uh, let me think um unusual strips or maybe uh really good strips that may not have gotten traction yet Is that another way to
0: yeah, yeah.
1: The question um, trying to think of the the latest launches there um well, I think you kind of put me on the spot um'm <laughs> sorry you know i I don't want to uh I've already uh, mentioned him once uh, what the duck or WT duck that's coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a web, co- started out as a web comic, um, kind of as a, as a lark kind of a thing. Uh, but you know, I followed that for why he's just, he's, he's got a really good sense of humor. He's really mastered the, the three panel, uh, the gag, the, you know, the setup delivery and the, uh, the, the punchline. Um, I hope he does well. I think, uh, uh, he deserves some attention um, uh trying to think of some others uh family tree sydney wilkinson uh she's the editorial cartoonist in philadelphia i'm trying to, there's two papers over there and i am trying to think which one she's in uh, that one uh is a nice family strip mm-hmm. um, as well as you've mentioned pajama diaries is another mm-hmm. one uh, I really enjoy retail um i I love his writing and his artwork is great. Um, but, you know, the fact that he's out there trying to work on an, another strip kind of indicates perhaps he's uh, uh, maybe not quite got the clientele that he needs to sustain, uh, you know, his interest in it. And uh, that's my speculation. I don't know that he's ever announced anything. Uh, but definitely he's, he's a, a really good writer and artist. Um, I think that's... I ought to just stop there.
0: Well, are you covering... Um online comics
1: you know I started to it's that's a difficult field uh, to really get uh, have been for me uh, I basically have said you know my my blog is about professional cartoonists mm-hmm. and that whole web industry there's really no filter there's no editors no uh, weeding out process and you've got some like uh, uh, Xkcd if I I got that right. It's a the webcomic. Uh, it's stick figures. Can't give him an award for art, uh, but it's funny, and he's making a living off of it. So in, in in that respect, he's a professional, but you'd never know it by looking at his work. He's uh, got <laughs> really good artists out there, um, but they're certainly not professional level. They're not, you know, as far as income um, or in the amount of work that they do. They don't do it daily. Maybe they just do it three times a week. So it's been really hard for me to wrap my arms around. And say, okay, this is a professional. This is who we need to pay attention to, and, and this is the amateur who's probably going to end in six months. Mm. Uh, that's been my struggle in covering web comics.
0: Hmm. Do you? Uh, you know, we were talking before about the uh, uh, the brain drain of political cartoonists away from daily newspapers, I, and and I'm I'm trying to tie that into online comics. Do you think that? there's a better place for them to go. Uh, I don't mean they're they're dying and going to heaven if that fits your (laughs) religious beliefs, but I mean, you know, if you're a political cartoonist, uh, now, Jim Borgman, he's got zits, and you said he's going to do a weekly, but, um, you know, I'm trying to think, what's the the positive outcome for this? The newspapers are losing uh, their exposure to local uh, cartoons, which from the history of newspapers have always been important, and uh readers will not have access to it i mean are they are are we going to see these people uh, turning up online doing their their work there or they just is that craft just going to go away
1: that is a good question uh i wish i knew the answer to that i i we're going to lose some talent there's no doubt about it um the problem with the online uh right now is so much is out there for free um you know you've got to sell the t shirts and the books and and I don't know the pencil sharpeners the mugs you to even the web guys the web comics uh who are making a living they can stay h- at home and produce six or seven comics a week. they're not making the money off of uh the comic it's the lost leader it's there people come so they'll buy the posters and the t shirts and and I guess if you're an editorial cartoonist, your product has a pretty short shelf life um Editorial, cartoon, comic collections don't usually sell very well simply because, you know, in a year's time, six months' time, they're, they're dust. They don't have any value, other than for historical reasons. Um, I, You know, they, they, they could go online. A lot of them have, have started animations and uh, have done quite well. And I think, uh, at least on the online, and when you start getting into the mobile world, I think the animations play really well. Uh, it's just a matter of how many of those can make that leap uh, from print to web successfully. I, I'm worried. I, I really am about the profession.
0: Alan, put on your prognosticator's hat for a moment. And I know you don't really do much of this on the site, but hey, you're on the phone with me. I'm going to put you on the spot. <laughs> yes. what, do you, what do you think uh, people in, uh, in the comic strip uh, business will be talking about in the next six months to a year? What, what will be the big stories
1: Um, that's a good question. There'll be, uh, all right, get out the crystal ball here. Um, six months to one year. Boy, I, I, uh, I, I've got to put on the record. I've, I've got a lousy, lousy, uh, prediction rating here. Um, I knew Lynn Johnson was going to go into the hybrids. I thought that would maybe be the big story last year. It ended up being, uh, Tom, uh, Battick's uh, Lisa Moore character getting cancer and dying. Uh, that ended up being, I never saw that one coming. Um, you know, you're asking a tough question. I'm not sure that I can, uh, there'll be definitely be some launches. Um, you know, we'll continue to watch the for better, for worse, uh, I transition into this new, new run, how well it done does. I think there's going to be a lot of polls that are going to be, you know, they're going to give their readers a month to the end of the year. Kind of determine if they like for better or for worse the new rod version. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we're going to see a lot of polls in January, if not earlier, uh, asking readers, "Hey, do we keep it, or do we uh, find something new?" Mm-hmm. And I think there'll be some more drops. Again, will it be a significant? I don't know.
0: Maybe maybe they'll just maybe some of the newspapers will start. If not, if they don't drop it, maybe they'll just start transitioning it to a less uh, Prominent space, uh, you know. I, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Where I read it in the St. Pete Times, it's very prominent. It's right at the top of the page. I, I think it's. Uh, boy, I think I, I could remember this? Oh, here. Wait a minute. Let me bear with me, folks. I'm going to lean over to the uh, newspaper recycling pile. Okay, so they've got uh, center of the page it's Doonesbury, and then for better or for worse, and so you know maybe maybe for better or for worse transitions to the it's the next page of comics where they're black and white and something from the black and white page like, you know, Pajama Diaries or uh, uh, what else do they have here? Uh, Doggy Doug, uh, one of these moves up to the bigger position and gets a little better yep. expo- Um Yeah, it could it could happen.
1: It could happen and you know, you you uh, triggered my mind here on, you know, when, when, the, when Universal put out the news yesterday, the data lost less than 2% of their uh, readers or clients, which amounted to 40 or less. Uh, What they didn't announce, and it's all in their their marketing uh, spin of things, um, if a newspaper keeps the strip but takes it from their print and moves it to the web, Universal can still say it didn't get dropped. So really, when you look at that number, how many got dropped, we don't know how many went from print to you know somewhere else uh, you know web um, oh I ought, to, I ought to see if I can't uh, corner Kathy on on that uh, or if they track that I'm sure that they do but uh, whether they actually give me that kind of information is a completely different thing
0: well let's try this Kathy if you happen to be listening <laughs> you've got about three three and a half minutes if you want to email or if you want to plug into the web chat or give us a call at 646-595-3135. Last couple of minutes, we'll give you the opportunity to actually respond to that And if, if you're there. I, I know Kathy's aware of the interview, so um, uh, we'll give her a second to see if she's there and wants to call that in. Um, meanwhile, there's a question here from uh, Rich D. We'll, we'll, you can take off your, uh, your, your great uh, uh, pro- prognosticator's uh, hat right now. Um, Rich D wants to know, uh, political cartoonists are adding animations and blogs. Do you think this adds or or detracts from the art form?
1: From the art form? um, Good question. They're two different animals. Really they are. um, I personally like the steel image. I think it's more powerful. Uh, it's less distracting. It goes right for the jugular, um, or right for the the funny bone. Uh, where animations are, it's a completely different animal. Oh boy, um, I think the blogging is good. I think uh, any cartoonist who can build up a community around him or him or herself uh, is only helping them keep their job. Um, newspapers, they understand things have got to go to the web. So yeah, getting into animations and having blogs. I think is good for them to keep their job, um, but as far as it, it's just a different animal as far as the artwork is concerned.
0: Hmm. Um, the uh, oh, these guys are getting busy again in the web. We may have to keep you another minute or two. Uh, T.J. Hill says uh, regarding syndication: Do you think posting on Sherpa is enough, or should one still submit hard copies of a new strip idea to all syndicates? In other words. Do the syndicates all look at Sherpa anyway?
1: That's a good question. And, uh, you know, that would be a question for uh, Lee Salem. Um, I think they're out there, whether it comes through Sherpa or across their desk, um, I think they're just going to look at anything that's really got some good writing, good art. You know, that looks like it could go uh, the full 100 yards. Um, I don't think it really matters whether it's on Sherpa or a personal site. Uh, You just got to get in front of the editor, which eventually will end up, um, you know, an an envelope on their desk.
0: Hmm. All right. Well, folks, uh, first of all, let me thank those of you in the web chat for some terrific questions today and uh, a lot of interaction. We appreciate that. And uh, if we haven't already gotten the point across, check out Alan Gardner's reporting on the comic strip and cartooning industry the professional comic strip and cartooning industry at www.dailycartoonist.com. And, uh, Alan, uh, you know, been a great guest. Uh, I've enjoyed talking with you. I I feel like I knew you already because we've corresponded via email before, but uh, this was great. I really appreciate your time today.
1: I appreciate you uh, letting me on.
0: All right. Thanks very much and uh, continued good luck. And, boy, keep an eye on them triplets. My goodness.
1: (laughs) Thank you very much.
0: All right, Alan, take
1: care. Mm -hmm. You too. Bye-bye.
0: So, uh, folks, for dozens more celebrity and media and cartoonist uh, interviews, surf over to our main website, www.mrmedia.com. That's where you can listen to my earlier conversations with the creators, stars, writers, and producers of The Cleaner, Star Wars, The Clone Wars, uh, Pearls Before Swine, Leo, Spongebob Squarepants, Jimmy Neutron, Boy Genius, Heroes, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Beetle Bailey, Army Wives, 24, The Big Bang Theory, Bad Santa, Tell Me You Love Me, The Dark Knight, Zits, Baby Blues, and really many, many more. And please think about writing an online review of Mr. Media, casting a vote for Mr. Media, or marking Mr. Media as one of your favorites. Whether you listen to us on Blog Talk Radio, Digital Journal, Blueberry, Zencast, Odeo, Kindle, or iTunes. If you've got an idea for a guest, or if you might be a good guest yourself, don't be shy. Email me directly. It's Bob at Andelman, A-N-D-E-L-M-A-N dot com. Thanks so much for joining us today. I always appreciate it when you take a little time out of your day and spend it with us. Come back real soon, everybody. Bye-bye.